weekly message from Encounter, where your past has no future and hope is reborn. Here is today's special guest speaker. I'm just happy to be in the house of the Lord today. Can someone say amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, Brother John asked me if I needed this microphone. Probably don't. But I find myself, if I don't, I find myself, believe it or not, George actually yelling louder. <laughs> so, you know, I made a big mistake this morning. Bill, I decided to wear a jacket, Okay. And it's sweating in here. That's all I'm going to say, okay? So I'm telling you this, in the middle of my sermon, if I rip this baby off, all right, I don't want you to say, oh, my Lord, Brother Dave's lost and he's taking off his clothes, all right? No, not that at all, all right? I'm just a little warm, and I need to be a little cooler. That's all. That's all. Hallelujah. That's right, brother. Amen there. Just the jacket. I promise you that. <laughs> you know, um, you know, people are funny at times, you know, uh, yesterday we finally had a decent day of weather, you know, and I'm on the ball field and it's, you know, it's 85 degrees and it's 90 degrees and Jeff, I'm just whining. God, it's so hot. I can't take it. Why is it so hot, Lord? And sure enough, just like Cleveland weather, about 30 minutes later, it starts to rain. And, it, and it's not one of those pouring down rains. It's one of those aggravating mosquito-type rains. You know what I'm talking about? It just never gets away. You're like, come on, come on. Is it going to stop? And for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I sit there in the rain and just grumbled. Any else grumble before the Lord before? Am I the only one in the house? Well, today, I'm thankful that you've come here to the house of the Lord. This morning, literally about 6 o'clock or so, the Lord woke me up and said, everywhere you were going to go, forget about that because we're going here instead, right? In fact, as I was telling Brother Ira, that first thing he gave me was he gave me whatever we're going to have here. <laughs> it's not there yet, but uh, if it's there, you know. Oh, there it is there. That, that's the picture that came to my mind. T today, God's Memorial Day. And I pray that you will open up your hearts and not listen to me Brother Day, because I'm just navel-lent. I am. I'm nothing. But if you listen to his words today, hallelujah, they can change things inside of you that will affect you forever. Do you believe that? That's half the battle, right? You believe that today, that the word of God is able to change you. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. God's able to change. Yes, give him a hand. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. He is able to change you no matter where you're at. Hallelujah. Won't you stand to your feet? And we're going to read Mark, the sixth chapter. We'll read uh, seven verses, starting at verse 45, down to 52. And the Word of God says, And straightway he constrained his disciples, and I want you to remember that word, constrained, his disciples, to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethesda, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed from the mountain to pray. And when, even was, and when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. 
And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he come unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. They all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and said, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Last verse, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Let us pray. Fathers, we come before your presence again this morning. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word. And I pray, Father God, your anointing will open the hearts of all of us. They would hear your words this day. And I pray, Father God, that your grace and your mercy, Lord, that endures forever, will rest upon this congregation even right now. And they will see your memorial day, Lord. And they will be in cheer. And they will be encouraged. And they will hold on to your word. For your word is everlasting. And we thank you, God, for your grace. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, the righteous, we pray. And the church says, amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. You know, Memorial Day is a, um, is, has become a barbecue day, basically. But we really need to take more time to remember. I love, I love the video which we had uh, uh, before service. It, it's the truth. Uh, these, uh, I like what President Reagan said. These men gave up two lives. The lives they were living and the lives they were going to be. They gave up being a father. You know, I was, I was on a, a job uh, yesterday, and I was finishing up a, a line to a pool, and, and uh, uh, we had worked hard on this job. I had to dig, uh, you know, like a foot into the dirt. And, of course, uh, there was roots everywhere, so I had to get a chainsaw and chainsaw all the roots out. And it was, it, was, it was very difficult. It was three or four days. I'd come home, and I was just exhausted. Uh, 57 years old is not like 27 years old. Can someone over 50 say amen to that? <laughs> so my body took a little beating. But, uh, but I, was t- I was talking uh, to, uh, to Chris, uh, uh, the guy who owned the house, and he's, I, first time I saw his kids, they were, they were preparing the pool, right? And they're, they're, all, they're all sitting around the deck, like, and they want to, like, jump in. You know, they're like, we're ready, Dad. He's sitting there, hold on now. We're getting it together. And, and I said, Chris, you got three kids? And the... And, and the the, the smile upon his face is, yeah, I, I got three kids. And I begin to think of my own because, you know, I, for those who don't know it, uh, I have eight kids. I have eight kids and I have ten grandchildren. Believe that. I can't even believe that. Ten grandchildren. My, my youngest just was born, uh, what, March, March 26th, I think. Uh, uh, JJ was born in, in North Carolina. And when I say that, I am blessed. I am blessed. My quiver is full. But these men and women gave up their lives, and they gave up their children and their grandchildren, and they need to be remembered. Today, the Lord wants to tell you that he wants you to remember something in, that's set aside just for you. And if you remember it, not 
not just on a memorial day, but if, whoo, hallelujah, if you'll remember it come Tuesday and Wednesday, the things that seem to be so great in your life, things that seem to be so overwhelming will stop because you'll realize that, whoo, hallelujah, that God has got it already taken care of. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. He's already took care of the plan. So we look at what happened here to the disciples. Now this may be likened to you. We're going we're gonna to kind of take it verse by verse, you know. Uh, verse 45, it says, And straightway he constrained his disciple to get into the ship. Can I tell you this morning that wherever you're at, God has told you to be there, even though it may seem, hallelujah, that things might be crazy or they might not be right. You can be rest assured that God constrained you. He just didn't say, hey, why don't you go up the street? He said, listen, you need to go there. You need to go. And you went. And you went. Let's move on. Verse 48. He says, And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he came unto them. Now, do you recognize that the fourth watch, how late in the, in the night that is? That's 3 a.m. So they left in the evening time, six, seven o'clock, and they've been on this lake literally for seven hours sitting there fighting the wind, fighting the waves, fighting everything that they have to get what, where, where God told them to go. Hello? God told them to go there, but yet, well, well where are you, God? Well, you told me to come here. Lord, you told me to take this job. Lord, you told me to move over here. You told me to do this. You told me, now look what's happened to me. For seven hours, for seven months, for seven years, I have trolled and have seen that nothing's right. Why? Why have you allowed that to happen to me? Don't you love me? Hello? Anybody say those things to God? What? What? Are you even there, 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 there? Hello, God, God, you hear me, me, me? I, I, God, are you, did I, did I just hear my own voice? Listen to what the word says. So it's 3 a.m. in the morning, and they begin to cry out, verse 49 says. Verse 50 says, they were troubled and afraid. But here is where it's at. For they did not remember the miracle that just left them. They had just saw Christ do an unbelievable miracle. How can they remember that, Brother Dave? Well, you know, the Word tells us that, that they fed 5,000 men, so it's probably about 15. We really don't know. It could be 15,000 25,000 people we don't know. We know that he had five loaves and two fishes. And he, they left 12 bags full of scraps. Where did they go? Did they go, okay, hey, we got to go over to Bethesda. Hey, see those bags? Just leave them there. Come on. Somebody, you know, the city will take care of that. I'm going over there where Jesus told me to go. Hmm? No, of course not. They took those bags, and they were in the ship. 
so they could see, they could be reminded that God had done something dramatic just literally hours earlier. Have you, ooh, hallelujah, have you faced the situation in your life where it seemed that all has lost, but yet you forget to remember that last week, hello, last week God delivered you for something even worse. Amen. Can you give God some glory? That's the truth. We become so self-centered for today. We don't remember about tomorrow or yesterday or last week. We don't remember when it seemed like all was lost. I remember like it was yesterday. I'll take a step back. I'll hear my daughter call me, text me. That's, that's my calling. I, I, I really talked to people on the phone. I'm a texter. And um, my, my daughter, who's deaf, Heather, she lives in Kentucky and and when she told me that she's been diagnosed with precancerous cells in the throat. And she's scared. She's, oh, uh, she was born, what, 84? So what, she makes her almost, uh, almost what, uh, 35? She's, she's got three beautiful kids. And she's scared. And over and over again, I've told her, you know, there's a deaf church literally 30 minutes from you. Did you know that? In Kentucky, there is. It's a deaf church. And so it gave me the opportunity to talk to her about that more. But I, told, I reminded her of the story. And if you've heard this story from me before, just bear with me a second. I, rem I remember when she was just, hallelujah, but she was just four days old, four days. And I was at Metro General Hospital inside their large uh, teaching room. There's blackboards on the wall and had these all, these little student tables you're sitting there, you know, you're thinking any time that uh, the, the bell is going to ring and all these kids are going to come in. It was just me and the head surgeon of Metro. And Johnny, he goes, well, we have to make a decision. You see, your daughter's lungs, when, they, when she was born, they had like a uh, muscle spasm. And so the nurses and the doctors put air in them and the lungs went and popped. And air filled the chest walls. And they need to get that air out because it keeps on collapsing her lungs. She couldn't breathe. I said, okay. That's an easy decision, right? Let's do it. Well, she's, she's four days old, Mr. Groppy. And what's going to happen to her is that she as a baby is going to do what? She's going to move a little bit this way. She's going to move a little bit that way. She might even grab toward the tubes. I mean, they weren't like needles. They were tubes. And they wanted to drill them in the side of her chest wall to remove that oxygen. So they said, listen, the only thing we can do is give her some medicine to make her comatose. And I said, okay. She goes, he goes, well, there's some side effects to that. She can be either mentally retarded she can either be blind or she can be deaf. I need to know right now. And I'm like, crickets in the room. I'm like, what? You mean like right now now? I mean like, you don't mean like right now, right? No, because I need to know now. We got to make a move on her. So I said, I said, I said sir, save, save her life. <laughs> save her life, please. Obviously, I get emotional every time I think about it. But so, so they did that. They drilled whole. I have pictures of her. She's got red flaming hair. The only kid in my family that has red hair, and she's got these tubes, and she's just laying there like a, a doll baby. 
And four days become four weeks. And we're praying and we're going to church on Sunday night and having the, having the anointing oil added and uh, we're just seeking the Lord, but nothing happens. But yet, one Sunday night, I'm sleeping. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm sleep, I fell asleep on the couch and the, the, the Holy Spirit nudges me and says, David, you need to pray for your daughter. And I go, <laughs> really? You want me to pray for my daughter, huh? You mean the same prayers I've been praying every night? You mean that, is that what you want me to do? Or how about the prayers the whole church prayed last night? Or how about the, uh, the, the prayer uh, aprons that we anointed with oil? Uh, how, about, how about all those, God? You mean you want me to pray again? Everybody, anybody have a sarcastic attitude with God? Maybe I'm the only one in the house, okay? But trust me, I did, all right? And I said, okay, so is that, is that what you're talking about here? And the Lord being, John, just being kind, just being loving to me, he didn't say, come on, grumpy, get up from there. That's not how he works. He says, you need to pray for your daughter. I said, okay. And I knelt down at that, all, that maroon, furry couch, and sought the Lord. And as I'm getting up for my prayer, it's just 2 o'clock in the morning, people. The phone rings. And it's Metro General Hospital. And they tell me that, Mr. Grappi, uh, by law, I'm instructed that I must call you and tell you that your daughter has passed away. And my, my heart stopped. But she goes, but something happened. Something happened. Someone happened. Something happened, and suddenly her heart began to beat again. And we were amazed, she said. <laughs> we were already ready to write uh, on the death certificate. Uh, the doctor was ready to count her off. Uh, but Jesus said, uh, I have another day. Hallelujah. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. He had another day. Uh, can I tell you that just weeks later, she got out of that. And I reminded her of that today, or not today, this week. I said, you know, I want you to remember. And she says, Dad, I do. I remember you telling me the story. Obviously, she didn't remember herself. But I remember you telling me the story, how much God loves me. And that's what, that's what today's sermon is about. For you see, the 12 bags are in the boat. They're in the boat for three reasons. Hear me out today, church. They're in the, in the boat for you to recognize that with God, all things are possible. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. All things. That means if the doctors have said you're done or the work says you're finished or the bank says you're overdrawn or your friend or your wife or your husband says we're done, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Because with God, all things are possible. Do you believe that, church? Hallelujah. Give him a hand. Hallelujah. He's worthy this day. He's worthy. All things are possible. Number two, that he is there to sustain you no matter how long it takes. If it's seven hours toiling a rowboat against a fierce wind to three o'clock in the morning, he's there to sustain you. He will always take care of you no matter what you're facing. Always. And the last thing, 
Hallelujah. Is God always get you where he constrains you to go? <laughs> he told those boys, get in that boat and get on to the other side. We got work to do. And it didn't matter how long it took. It didn't matter how much a, a, how much a storm was there. It didn't matter how many times they cried out. It didn't matter how many times they were full of fear and trouble. At the end of the day, Guess where they were at? Hallelujah. They were on the other side exactly where the Lord had them to be. And this day, that is you. And God wants to remind you. He wants to remind you that he is able to do all things. That he's able to sustain you. And he is truly able to get you where he told you to go. And no matter what the campus looks like, no matter what you've allowed in your life, hello, but Brother Dave, you don't understand. I did this. I did that. I've sinned, Brother Dave. You don't understand. I, I failed God. Am I the only one in the house? I, I, I failed God. Of course, then God's plans have changed, right? Because I failed him. No, my friend. They have not. They're not, they're not conditioned. Whoo, hallelujah. On what you do. Can someone say amen? They're conditioned on what he is. Whoo, hallelujah. That's the whoo, whoo, That's the truth. It's not what you are. Oh, Brother Dave, I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm like that big old rooster in the hen house. Cock-a-doodle-doo. No, absolutely not. It has nothing to do with you. It has, oh, hallelujah. Listen, if that don't, if that don't fry your steak, you need to go to different Mr. Heroes. That's all I got to say. You got to do that. That's good eating there, buddy. Put some mayonnaise on that and eat that down. Oh, hallelujah. That's just good stuff. I'm telling you, God doesn't need you. But Brother Dave, I know. I know Satan's been telling me that all the time. God don't need me. You're right. He don't, he don't need you to do the glorious, wonderful, magnificent, majestic things in your life. Can someone say amen? He don't. What do you got to do? Just know. <laughs> Just know that you are a child of the king. Can someone say amen? You one day nailed, nailed down at the cross and you said, Lord, I give you my life. But here's the difference, my friends. So easily we think God is like man, for he is not. Can someone say amen? They think that, well, God will just take it back. Okay, I'm going to take my life back. Okay, I give you my life, Lord. Okay, now I'm going to take it back, God. And God says, no, no, dude, no. You gave me this. Guess what? It's mine. You can't have it back. But, but, but God, but, 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 that's not fair. But, come on. And you can say, you know what? I'm like Jonah. I'm out of here. Boom. <laughs> he wants me to go here. <laughs> I'm going there. And guess what happens? 
Here comes this big fish, okay? It goes, just swallows you up. Hello. Have you ever been in a situation that seems to swallow you up? Am I the only one in the house where it seemed that you were doing what you thought you needed to be doing and you knew in your heart, you knew in your heart you were going the wrong way and suddenly something just swallowed you up? Only me. That's okay. But here's the glory of that. When you're in the swallow, you understand it's all him and none you. When you're in the midst of the fish, you recognize there ain't nothing you can do. You can't do a thing. You can kick against the tongue. You can pounce against the mouth. And what's it going to do? <laughs> Reminds me of one of those cartoons uh, uh, like uh, what, uh, uh, Shark Tail. <laughs> what are you going to do? Bring those shrimp too. We'll eat them also. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it is to a big whale. You're not going to do nothing to it. But what changes things? When Jonah got on his knees and recognized, church, don't miss where we're going with this. When he recognized that he is not God, but God happened for whatever reason to love him and that he's going to say, God, whatever you want, don't miss, hallelujah, whatever you want, God, I'm okay with. Forgive me for what I've done. Lord, I'm okay with it. Suddenly, boom, he comes flying out of the fish. And guess where he's at? Exactly where God wanted him to be. At Nineveh. Ooh. And here he ran the other way. How is that even possible? He told God, dude, I'm out of here. I'm going way that way. And suddenly, three days later, here he is all slimy, probably got some, uh, some dead fish bones on his knee or something like that. Uh, I'm sure he's got some type of, like, uh, on his body, let's be honest. You're in a fish. Let's be honest, okay? And here he is, and he's at Nineveh. And guess what? He did exactly what the Lord told him to do. And tens of thousands were saved. And he didn't like the Ninevites. <laughs> In fact, he went outside. If you read the word, Brother Mike, that he went out of the city. I did my part, God. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to watch you burn it to the ground. Yeah, baby, yeah. Come on, where's the fire, God? Oh, you're going to use the water. Sure, just bring the water, yeah. Locust camp. Yeah, I like the locust. Bring the locust. But he didn't. God's word <laughs> changed everything. God's word changed that city. And they all gave their life back to God. And they sit there in sackcloth and ashes and asked God to forgive them of their sins. And yet God moved yet again. Today. Today is God's Memorial Day for you. Can I tell you this morning that Satan hates you no, it's not a surprise. But he don't hate you because he hates you. He don't care about you. He can care less. He hates God. But God loves you. And God loves you a lot. 
So he knows he can't come up against him. Ooh, what happened at the cross? Oh, yeah, something major happened. I think Satan's teeth got kicked out. Yeah, that happened. That happened, yeah. Uh, I think the word says that he took the keys of death and hell. I'm sure that confrontation was mild, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm sure it was like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Why don't you give me all those keys? Satan, no, you can't have them. You can't have them, God. You're not having them. They're mine. That's my, that's my cat, babe. My cat, that's my cat. His key. They're mine, God. So you think Jesus went, boom, I told you, boy, they're mine. No. No, that's okay. That's okay. I know in your mind you think, oh, yeah, absolutely. Come on, bam. Come on, get him. Can I get him, God? Boom. That's for me. No. He said, dude, give me the keys now. And what do you have to do? I had to give him the keys, John. There wasn't a fight. There wasn't a struggle. There was, don't miss this, okay? Because that's what he does to you, all right? He tries to get you to forget about the 12 bags, okay? He tries to get you to forget those things, and then he gets a big mouth. Hey! Be afraid of me! I got a big mouth! Roar! That's all he has. He doesn't have any teeth. He wants to scare you, to get you to think that you're a coward, and say, oh, God's left me. I'm by myself. What am I going to do? No. He has no authority. Hallelujah. He has no authority in your life. He has no power in your life. Only thing he can do is convince you with his big mouth to do certain things. Can someone say amen? So today, hallelujah, yes, today, remember that your God is greater, not just by 51 to 49. He's like one triple trillion, billion, zillion, trillion, trillion to just a half. That's how big he is, okay? So next time that old big mouth comes roaring in and says, Hey, boy, what are you doing? Say, get thee behind me, little kitty, because that's all you are, because my God defeated you on the cross, and you have no authority in my life. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. That's the truth. The authority stops at your heart. Hello. You have a choice. Can you give me some music, Brother Ira? We'll begin to close. That's our special guest speaker today at Encounter. All of our guest speaker messages can be downloaded from our website, godenc.com. Messages from Bishop Michael Rice are freely available on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.